Sneaky then. Welcome to Sneaky Plays podcast, week five of the NFL season. It's October 8th, the year of 2020. Uh, I'm here with Chris Morris. Morris, man, what's going on, brother? Not much. Uh, my birds, my beloved Eagles, finally in the wind column. Uh, wasn't pretty, but we went out to uh, beautiful Northern California, took home, took home a dud, exposed Nick Mullins, um, silenced any quarterback controversy out there, and uh, first place in the NFC East, just how we drew it up. Uh, I mean, just rolling through the NFC East. Right? Just rolling, man. <laughs> one and two and one. Sole possession. A ties nope. out that all year. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Um, <laughs> but, hey, you know what? They – at, at times they looked okay. So I'll, well, that's I'll what I'm them, saying. They, I'll give they, them that. They, yeah, they battled. They fought and they showed that kind of that toughness that they've shown the last couple of years that I uh, was a little worried might be gone, but um, they, they reinstalled some faith a little bit for me. Yeah, def, definite toughness. And uh, I mean, tough, tough matchup this week for, for sure. Going up against Pitt, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think they'll hold their own. But yeah, seven and nine, win that MC East, baby. Yes. Oh, seven, <laughs> seven, eight, one, seven, eight, one, seven, yeah. eight, one. <laughs> Got to get that right. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, we're going to move into DraftKings plays and we're going to shorten up on picks against the spread. Uh, just do select a uh, select few games from now on going forward. Um, uh, Dom is still in the lead in picks after th- I did after three weeks so far. I did not calculate week four, to okay. be honest with gotcha. you, but Dom is in the lead with 28. I have 26 and you have 24, mm. but I feel like we all had good weeks last week. I was going to say, I think I had what I was listening week. to yeah, yeah. you guys say, um, I just didn't memorize it and write it all down. Good. But we yeah, should be good. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then we have some news. I mean, we don't know what's going on with the bills Titans game. So um, we're, I don't know about you, but I avoided picking any of those players. Yes. No, I did too. Things. And I, and I kind of wanted to as well. There were some tasty yes. picks, but then it's like, yeah. uh, no, can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I was salivating at yeah. Johnny Smith against the <laughs> That's boy. Yeah. But, um, all right. Anyway, let's, uh, let's move on to our DraftKings plays as always start with quarterbacks. Um, we're going to end with tight ends today. No defenses because it's just the worst thing to pick yeah, ever. No. But, um, all right, let's get rolling with, the pass throwers, Morris, who you got slinging that rock? I have got uh, Mr. Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater, um, Carolina. Um, yeah. Double down, baby. Double down. Oh, there we go. Um, yeah, I mean, Teddy off to a pretty roaring start here to start the year. Um, you know, a couple picks, but, you know, last week was actually his best week. 27 fantasy points, um, lit up that Arizona defense, 276 yards, two touchdowns. Only thing that dropped his total points a little bit was a pick. Um, he's been running the ball a decent amount, too. We had a touchdown last week. Um, you know, 32 yards rushing. So, you know, not sure you're going to get that much thrown every week, but uh, certainly is a threat. And, you know, going up against this week against the Atlanta secondary, we've all seen what, you know, how susceptible they've been to big plays and just all season long. I mean, you know, watching that Monday night game against Green Bay, their entire secondary is hurt. More guys are going down. They're on like their eighth, you know, DB out there trying to cover Packers backup tight ends, and they can't even do that. Um, so I like what I've seen from Carolina. Um, I mean, they've adjusted pretty well without McCaffrey. Um, they're getting Mike Davis involved, getting involved in the passing game too. Bridgewater's being smart with the ball. Um, you know, all those weapons have been solid. Samuel Moore, Robbie Anderson's been a great addition. So um, I, I like Teddy to uh, to continue his his pretty good play here early in the year and have a big one against Atlanta. Yeah, I think Teddy Bridgewater is the play this week. If you're not going to go with Dak Prescott, who should go freaking bananas again? Yeah. But um, I think Teddy Bridgewater is the you know good money, save your money play this week. He's going to get 25 fantasy points and I'm not even like blinking about it. He's going to have a a great day. 
I'm assuming a Rob, Robbie Anderson deep deep ball touchdown, a couple of mm-hmm. Mike Davis screens to the house. Like Atlanta has lost, I think six cornerbacks. I mean, they don't, yeah. like, teams don't even roster that many cornerbacks. <laughs> like I don't know who they're playing with um, at corner. It's bad. I mean, they are bad at defense. So um, yeah, I'm gonna fire up Teddy Bridgewater as well. Uh, to not sound redundant and have us pick the same quarterback, I would say uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is also an okay play to me Yes, um, against the Niners, and he's got a good price this week. Um, he's been doing it and doing it well, man, for the past two seasons, really. Yeah, I mean, he's reliable. You he's know, not, you he's know, reliable. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't, you know, if you want to save the extra 300, he's also a decent play against the Niners. I know that should scare you, but it really doesn't scare me. Um, you know, the Eagles offense moved the ball okay. You know, um, yeah, they're banged yeah, the up at San Fran. Yeah, they're so. banged up. It's just, yeah, he's a, he's a decent play, but I think Teddy Bridgewater is the play this week at quarterback. Definitely. Agree, all right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a no brainer for me. Um, all right. That was easy. Moving on to <laughs> running backs. Um, as always, we pair the running backs this season. Um, you can start with your high guy, Morris, who you got, and then you're under the radar play paired up with him. Yeah, my high guy, um, 6,800. I got uh, CEH, Clyde um, going up against Vegas. Uh, the Raiders are actually dead last in the league right now, 32nd against uh, opposing running backs. Edward Zeller, really, I mean, outside of week one, he hasn't totally busted out. You know, he had a buck 38 and a touchdown in week one. Um, hasn't been, you know, maybe quite the receiving option that, you know, I think we anticipated going into the year outside of uh, the one game against Baltimore on Monday night when he had 70 yards receiving. Um, but I kind of think this is the week that he really busts out and, you know, you see him go for a hundred plus on the ground, 50 plus through the air, two touchdowns. I think this could be a massive day for him. Um, Vegas really struggles against running backs. They got gassed by Shoney, Sony freaking Michelle two weeks ago. Um, and they've, that's really been the Achilles heel of that defense all year. Um, and the chiefs usually, I mean, they kind of had a little bit of a lackluster offensive performance and you say that lackluster, I mean, they still scored 26 points. Um, some of that was on the, the Tyra Matthew pick six, obviously against the Patriots. Um, but they, de- they certainly have had a knack for, you know, bouncing back after, you know, what, what would be a down offensive game for, for them. Um, even scoring 26 points is not necessarily a down offensive game, but uh, for this team, it certainly is, you know, when they kind of were a little shaky against the chargers week one or week two uh, bounce back in a big way against Baltimore the next week. Uh, so I think that whole offense will do that against a pretty lousy Raider defense. Um, and Edward Zeller has his, Big, big, big time um, breakout game of the season. Um, my number two, my lower guy, I got Jarek McKinnon actually sticking with the uh, Miami-San Francisco game. Um, I kind of like the way he's looked. And, you know, we still don't know about with Mostert. Mostert's priced higher too, and he's questionable. So, you know, who knows really, even if he does play, um, how many how many touches is he really going to get? McKinnon's been solid, 13 points at least in every single week so far. Had 22 and a half against the Eagles last week. Um, has looked pretty dynamic running the ball and also is a big threat out of the backfield. I mean, we've kind of forgotten about him being that, you know, he's blown out his knee two years in a row, um, but he looks good. He looks healthy, um, you know, and he's getting all the touches right now with, with Mostert, you know, being out and now questionable and, and Coleman still being down. Um, and, and Miami also another team that's pretty vulnerable against running backs. Um, Chris Carson had a big day against them last week too. Um, and just not a very good defense again. Um, I mean, just picking on bad defenses here. And I think that's the way to go this week certainly at running back. Um, and at 5,800, I certainly like that better than, than, you know, his countermate most certain 6,100. Yeah. So I'll start with the latter in, in Jarek McKinnon. Um, he's a great play this week for me. 
Um, I'm assuming they're going to ease uh, Moser back in just like they did with Debo Samuel this past week. Um, you know, Debo only played like 34% of the snaps. I feel something similar with Moser coming on, you know, eight, nine carries type of thing. McKinnon's going to get most of the work this week. Um, it might flip-flop next week. So I think this is the right. week where it's McKinnon, you know, all the way he's going to get about 18 to 22 touches. And it's against the Dolphins. I mean, he's, you know, Chris Carson had a big week, you know, on half a leg last yeah. week. I mean, McKinnon is looking really good this year. I'm so happy for him. And at his price, he's definitely a good, a solid play this week. I'm looking at, you know, between 15 and 18 points for him. So uh, definitely a good pick. And CEH is someone I, I definitely targeted, ended up being a flex in one of the lineups I just created. So at his price too, I think this is a game where he gets in the end zone, um, does great work out of the backfield in the passing game, um, runs through the mm-hmm. tackles well. I mean, the Raiders are giving it up through the tackles. You know, it's it's a free-for-all for running backs against them. So, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, great, great pick. Yeah, um, yeah it's just, yeah. They're, and I think the Chiefs, like you said, are going to have an insane bounce back, kind of like they always do. You know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They always find a way to bounce back after what's you know, technically a down week for them. They usually come back strong. Yeah, for sure. All right, I'm going to move to my picks. Uh, undrafted free agent James Robinson – as my oh. high guy, $6,700 going up against Houston, who ranks dead last in rushing yards allowed per game. Um, this game also has a 54-point over-under, which I am loving. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's going to get there. Um, divisional matchups kind of scare me in that realm, but I think James Robinson is going to have a really good day. I mean, the Texans just leak it up. I mean, they just give it up on the ground. Alvin Cook did literally whatever he pleased last week. I mean, I know he's better than James Robinson, but James Robinson's going to get 25 touches, and he gets he gets work out of the backfield. He's pretty much the only back there. Um, Minshew's going to throw him some screens. It's I love his price this week. James Robinson, 6,700 going up against the Houston Texans. Um, I'm going to pair him with Antonio Gibson, another rookie, um, going up against the Rams this week. Kyle Allen is their new quarterback in Washington, so – Oh, yeah. I kind of actually, I kind of actually, I know it's gross, but I kind of actually Dwayne. like it. I actually like it for um, the Washington running backs, especially Antonio Gibson, who they've realized should be their starting running back and is going to be moving forward. Um, they're going to, there's going to be more setup screens because um, Kyle Allen knows the Panther system that has moved to Washington. So I really like it for Gibson. He's going to, he's going to look at almost 20 touches as well. And um, I know the Rams are a little stingy, but, um, they rank 22nd against fantasy running backs. Um, it's not all rushing yards. A lot of it's, through, you know, through the passing game. And I think that's where Antonio Gibson's going to shine this week at $5,000. Yeah, I like, um, I like Gibson. Um, I think that offense will get a little bit of a jolt. Um, certainly, you know, with the demotion and benching of Dwayne, who looked like probably the worst quarterback in the league the first couple of weeks, let's be honest. Um, and against the Rams, you know, the Rams, that's kind of the one part of their defense that has been a little bit vulnerable. Um, I know Miles Sanders had a big day against them, even though the Eagles lost by a ton that game. Um, and Gibson's look good. He's kind of been the shining spot of, you know, a pretty a pretty lousy offense. Um, and I like Robinson a lot, too. Uh, Dom and I kind of highlighted him last week. He's been really steady, kind of, you know, the, the surprise out of nowhere guy, along with Gibson, actually, both of those guys. I don't think anyone was really expecting much of them or really knew much about them coming into the year. Um, and Robinson certainly has taken over, you know, with, with uh, releasing Fournette. Um, and all the overhaul they've gone there. Jacksonville kind of trying to get younger, get get guys that are more hungry. 
Um, Robinson definitely fits that mold. He gets a ton of work. So as long as he stays healthy, um, going up against the Houston team that, you know, we know, we know what Houston has been. They'll probably be a little bit better now too, that they got rid of Bill O'Brien. Um, but I still, I don't think that changes Robinson's outlook for this week. I like that pick a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like all four picks. Um, I would say the overall best value pick would probably be Jeremy Kidden this week um, out of all four mm-hmm. guys that we picked. Um, highest upside, probably Elair. I, I would say Elair would have the most upside this week. Um, but I think Robinson has probably the safest floor. Um, he's just, he's just going to get a shit ton of carries and just, you know, against this Texans defense, just, you know, run, run through him and whatever, pick up five, five yards mm-hmm. of clip. So, Agreed. um, yeah, and can it get worse in Washington with with the quarterbacks? I mean, uh, I don't know. Is I, I don't, it like can Kyle Allen be worse than Dwayne? You know, Haskins? I I I don't think he has. And you know, Allen kind of ran that offense decently last year um, in Carolina when Rivera was there with them for a few weeks, and then obviously the wheels fell off kind of the second half of the year. But um, you know, at least for a couple weeks, I think he can kind of keep them afloat, give them a little jolt, um, and then he'll cool off. I mean. The numbers will even out, you know, defenses will adjust to him. Um, but I think at least in the interim, you know, we kind of saw it last year with him. Some guys are just kind of better in that relief pitcher role. You know, they come in, you know, mm-hmm. sort of unprepared, kind of like my guy Foles. I love Foles, but um, we saw last week, you know, what happened when, when he started against Indy. Uh, that didn't go too well. That's That could also be an inflection of the Bears who just aren't very good, and we'll see what they do tonight. Um, but I kind of like Allen in the, in the relief pitcher type of role for at least one or two weeks. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. And like I said, I do think it makes Antonio Gibson a better yeah, play this week. For sure. All right, let's move on to receivers. For receivers, we'll actually start low to high. Um, I'll start. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with a guy I think you will probably like this week, Darius Slayton, $4,800. Yes, that's my boy. Yeah, $4,800 going up against a, a Dallas defense that can surely give it up. Um as a, some of their own players would say, we have a soft defense. Um, yeah, it's brutal in Dallas right now defensively. And oh, I know the Giants offense is. Offenses, it ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Giants offense is, I would say, remedial at best. Um, but, you know, I think Daniel Jones has, a, has an okay week this week. And that's going to include Slayton, you know, who's had over seven targets per game. It's just, you know, he had that week one boom and then, you know, he's been okay. You know, he's, he's still getting a, a bunch of catches, just not that many yards. But I think this week is where he escapes the defense for, for a couple big plays. And he could end up with two touchdowns, which, you know, at $4,800 mm-hmm. could easily win you a week. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to roll with Darius Slayton, 4800 as my under-the-radar play of the week at receiver. So I'm going to move up to a guy I talked about earlier, Robbie Anderson. I'm going to pair him with Teddy Bridgewater. Robbie Anderson's at 5,900. Um, I think a touchdown's coming this week. Like we said, no cornerbacks in Atlanta. Um, it's going to be a lot of points in this football game, and I think Robbie Anderson's going to be a big beneficiary of that. Um, and then I'm going to move to a guy on Dallas against the Giants, uh, Amari Cooper, um, $7,400. He's my high guy of the week. Uh, it's the Giants. You know, he's it's a recipe for success. Um and he's been averaging over 12 – he's been averaging 12.75 targets a game. Yeah. Insanity. <laughs> Insanity. It's a game because they're always down by three touchdowns and they're just in hurry-up mode. But, I yeah. mean, that's great for fantasy. It's insanity. Um, I don't know if he's going to get 12 targets, 
but I do think since the Giants, even if it's 10 targets or nine, yeah. it's still better than almost anyone else's nine targets this week. So, um, yeah, I'm going to roll with Amari Cooper, Robbie Anderson, Darius Slayton as my receivers for this week. I like that crop. Um, I like Anderson the best, probably. Um, I know he's kind of been an early favorite of uh, this podcast this year. He's looked great um, in the Matt Rule offense with Bridgewater. Huge addition for that team. Um, didn't Hasn't found the end zone since week one. But regardless, 109 yards, 55 to 99 last week, getting a ton of targets, really solidified them, you know, himself as a deep threat there. Um, and like we said, I mean, we like Bridgewater this week going up against that Atlanta secondary. And who's going to be the beneficiary of that? It's, it's got to be Anderson. Um, I like Cooper. Like you said, I mean, the Giants defense is a disaster. Actually competed a little bit more last week than they had um, in prior weeks. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think Dallas is kind of is ripe for, you know, their offense has been putting up huge numbers, obviously, anyway. Um, but I think they're kind of due for a, a big game and kind of just a blowout fashion type of game against the Giants um, where they get up big early. Cooper will make plays. I actually have um, the other the other guy opposite of him or one of their other two guys. I got CD, who, I mean, also has looked pretty damn good here so far. Um, mm-hmm. Having nightmares about, you know, what he can do to the Eagles here later in the year. Two touchdowns last week. His first touchdowns of the year. Also had a two-point conversion. But, yeah, like you said, getting a ton of targets. It's already gone over 100 in one game. Um, I, I actually think both of those guys could be good plays if you wanted to get yeah. them both in. I mean, with yeah, with how much Dallas has thrown the ball, obviously I don't you know, foresee them being down by three, four touchdowns in this game like they have been before where they need to throw it like that. Um, but this could be one of those deals where you know they're just chucking it early, getting a big lead, um, and CD and Cooper are both going off in the first half before they kind of cruise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I had him. And another guy who's more under the radar who's had certainly a very quiet start to the year. Um, this might not be as popular. I got T.Y. Hilton at 4,900. Um, I know T.Y., you know, he's not quite what he used to be. Um, I think certainly the Andrew Luck retirement hurt him there. Um, that was kind of his boy. And, you know, he's been banged up the last couple of years. Hasn't looked the same. Hasn't quite been on the same page, uh, page with Rivers yet. But I think if there's a week to get big and to get right, it's this week against Cleveland. Um, and Cleveland, as we know, you know, a ton of talent. They've looked much better here early in the year. But they also can be very vulnerable on defense. Um, and he's got a good O-line, too, that can neutralize Cleveland's pass rush, which is kind of the backbone of that defense. That'll give Rivers more time to find Hilton, to find him deep. I think T.Y. this week finally busts out a little bit. And at 4,900, I think he's worth taking a flyer on this week. Um, he's better than what he's shown. Um, I think he'll, it's only a matter of time before he gets on track with Rivers. Um, I still think he's got some juice left. And uh, this is certainly a week a week for him to get right. Ooh, T.Y. Yeah, scares I know. the hell I know it's, out of me. I know, it's dicey. I know, I know. Just because he, has, he yeah. hasn't looked the same. He's looked a little, you know, he's not quite as fast and explosive as he used to be. Um, and the Rivers connection isn't quite there. But I still think he's good. And I think this, you know, I trust teams that that are good and, like, you know, have their shit together and have good coaching. You know, like, I think that, you know, the Colts are a pretty good team. And I think they'll figure it out. I think T.Y.'s too good been in the league too long just to kind of be a dud you know now for, for the rest of the year and from here on out um i do still think he'll he'll have some big weeks this year and i think this is one of them i just take take away the ty hilton name yeah. and just give him like a random name and they've been the same wide receiver for the last year and a, ever since luck left really it really has been um yeah. they had some sort of connection and obviously andrew luck is was really good i mean one yeah. of the best to ever do it really um mm-hmm. So T.Y. Hilton scares me, but at 4,900, I think he's someone that's not going to be looked at this week. Yeah. So if you play him and he does get a touchdown and he, you know, does have five catches, like 
you could be sitting pretty. Um, I would definitely rather go my side on that with near that price with Darius Slayton with your about, side. Yeah, but what, what about Zach Pascal? Like, Zach I mean, Pascal's interesting. I was going to say more, a little bit more of a deep threat. Had a big catch last week. Um, actually, had more targets than Ty. Priced at forty six hundred too. He's Could interesting. I think I think a Colts wide receiver will catch a touchdown. It's yes. just going to depend on who, and that's mm. scaring me. You know, like where yeah, we yeah. know in New York, it's going to be Darius Slayton because yeah. no one else is. It's good enough. I mean, it's just and in Dallas, you can play both guys, you know, because they just, you know, their their air yeah. attack is insane. So, yeah, no, for sure. I, I mean, I I don't hate I don't hate T. Y. Hilton this week, but I don't. He's not someone I'm going to target. But I think if you targeted him, like I said, he'll have probably have two percent ownage in across all of the you know lineups and whatever in your in your game. And I think if he goes off, you know, you, you got you got a winner right there. So. Um, definitely someone to look at and analyze the matchup a little bit more. Um, and kind of just make a last minute decision between him or Pascal as that Colts guy that's going to catch it. I do think the Colts have a good chance to score some points. So not, not the worst wide receiver group to, to, to attack this week. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to tight ends. Um, under the radar guy who you got Morris. Tight end, I kind of went with the easy pick at tight end this week. I mean, there's a couple guys, but the easy pick, I think, is Higby, um, who's actually not priced ridiculously high. I mean, he's 5,600, so, you know, it's a little bit more on the expensive side for a tight end, but he's not in the top five even. He's just outside of the six. Um, and of all those top guys, I mean, obviously, you can play Kittle whenever you want. The guy's a freaking horse towards the Eagles on Sunday night. Um, but I think Higby at 5,600 going up against Washington, who's also been brutal against tight ends this year. Um, I think it's a good play. Higby hasn't found the end zone since his three touchdown performance against the Eagles a couple weeks ago. Hasn't been totally, you know, hasn't been getting as many targets the last couple weeks. I think that um, kind of flips the other way this week. I think they get him involved. Um, you know, certainly he's not, not a guy that's going to put up huge numbers every week, but I think this is a kind of week that you should play him, you know, hence why I think he's a little, he's priced a little bit higher. Um, and, you know, I like your boy, John o. Smith, but you know, we don't know what's going to happen with that game yeah. too. Um mm-hmm. And then, you know, Evan Ingram, I also kind of like Dallas is terrible against tight ends, but, you know, you never know with him either. He's a little inconsistent week in and week out. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always kind of banged up, leaving the game, coming back in, you know, who knows there. So I think Higby, even though he's a little bit more expensive, is probably the smartest play out of the out of the crop of tight ends this week. Yeah, so I like Higby. Um, the threat of Gerald Everett stealing his touchdowns scares me a little bit Yeah, um, for the tight end position, but – at 5,600, he, he could be one of those guys that has three touchdowns. You know, he really could be, mm-hmm. kind of like he did against Philly. Um, not to harp on no, you're know, right. <laughs> that game, but he could he could do, he could could do be that guy. And if it's – hopefully it's him instead of Everett. And if it is, I mean, you're, you're sitting real pretty. Um, Ingram's – he sketches me out, man. He just – I think he really is a good play. It's just – Man, can he, he can't trust him, you know? No, you, know, you can't. He, dings, he ding, gets dinged up. He's out for three series in a row, comes no. back. He's inefficient, but he's so talented. It's just, yeah. oh, he should he should be going off this week against the Cowboys. He, he really should, should be. be. He should be. You know, yeah, it's, so. It's tough to trust him. Yeah, it's it's, it's really tough to trust him. Um, But as price, not bad. I think, what is he, 4,400, something like 40, that? 40, what is he? He is 4,600. So. 46. Okay. I mean, that's a good price not for bad. him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna roll with a guy that's also sketchy. I'm gonna roll with Eric Ebron going up against you know Philly. Um, Philly is 29th against tight ends. They had yeah. that 
big game against from Kittle last week, who mm-hmm. literally just did whatever he wanted. I think he caught 15 balls, 15 yeah, I, for 15. And, and, yeah, I was going to say, I want every – they completed every single target to him. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> and then Higby had that big touchdown game against them. So, um, you know, and Ebron's had 12 targets in the last two games that he's played. They just came off uh, unexpected by, you know, which – could help them. I don't know, or hurt them. I don't know. Um, but I think, you know, Pittsburgh's a good team. They're going to be in the red zone often um, against Philly. And, you know, he's the biggest target on the team, maybe other than Chase Claypool, but I think it will go to Ebron um, secure target. And hopefully he just catches it, man, because sometimes he gets the dropsies. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He sometimes he gets a drop. He's pretty bad, but at 4,000, I like his price. Uh, yeah. Touch touchdown, 50, 60 yards kind of thing, and he's he's looking good. All right. Any more players you want to I mention? I kind of like – yeah, I was going to mention one more guy that um, – I've actually really loved the way he's looked early in the year. I even picked him up uh, in fantasy, and I started him last week, actually. Uh, Mo Ali cox for the Colts. I feel like I'm, I'm taking all the Colts here out of nowhere, which is a little ridiculous. But I really do kind of <laughs> like them this week. And, and Mo and Mo Ali cox has been good, man. Touchdown each of the last two weeks. The week before that, he had over 100 yards. Um, I mean, this guy clearly has talent, and they've kind of been developing him the last couple of years. You know, he was, he was certainly really raw. Um, but they really look for him in the red zone. I mean, he's always out there in the double tight end sets in the red zone. They still Doyle's really still the starter there. Uh, but they certainly get Mo Alley involved. And plus, he just got, you know, the greatest name in the league, I think, Mo Alley Cox. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I I don't like Cleveland's defense, man. I'm taking all these Colts players, which is obviously really dicey. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's a he's at 4200. You know, if you want to pay up elsewhere, I think he could be a buy low option that works out for you. Yeah, he's a buy low option for me. Um, you know, uh, Burton being back, it doesn't intimidate me, but it concerns me. But I don't know. Moe Cox has actually been, you know, a guy that can go and catch the ball for them, which is not something they've actually really had for a while. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we, you had Jack Doyle in that one healthy year, but he's been unhealthy and he's more of a blocking tight end now. So, mm-hmm. Moelle Cox is interesting. 4,200, not bad. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I think Cleveland's defense is super suspect. So, um, I, you know, if you can attack them, attack them. Mm-hmm. I think even Jonathan Taylor is a decent play this week at running back, but. I wouldn't pick too many Colts. I would say pick yeah, one. We're loading one. up on Indy. <laughs> pick one of the Colts players and stick with it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to picks against the spread. Um, we're going to do select few games from this week on moving forward because I think picking 16 games is getting a little ridiculous. Um, yeah, we'll still pick games. them, but not We'll still pick them, podcast, and right? we'll, yeah. we'll discuss them afterwards. Exactly. But All right. Moving on to a Thursday night football game, which is in one hour and 15 minutes from this recording. Um, Tampa Bay at Chicago. Tampa Bay is a three and a half point favorite on the road. More to what you like here. I actually am going to roll with my boy, Big Dick Nick tonight. It is a Super Bowl rematch. Uh, Nick versus Tom. Obviously, colors and uniforms and cities have changed, but uh I, I like Nick. I think that the um, – I don't know about a win, but I think this is a really close game. I think the Bears played better than they did last week, and they certainly cover that uh, that three-and-a-half. The three-and-a-half is, I think, actually pretty close to what it should be. Um, a lot of people thought that it should be higher for Tampa Bay, you know, like five-and-a-half. I didn't th- really think that. Um, Thursday night games really sketch me out. But uh, I'm going to roll with Tampa Bay. I think they win by – 
mm, touchdown. Yeah, so. I mean, it's going to be close, man. Yeah, yeah. like a touchdown yeah. or, you know, they got the extra field goal, so they're up by five or mm-hmm. six. Like, it, you know, it's going to be a close game. Um, I think there could be some ugly moments and then some insanely good moments from both sides. So I like, I, I kind of like this game. I'm not going to watch it because my Tampa Bay Rays are on TV. But Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, up, it's, if you're just a football guy, it's, it'll be a good game to watch, I think. Um, all right. Oh, Dom had Tampa Bay as well. Oh, Minus three and a half. Did. All right. right. Um, all right. Moving on to your Philadelphia Eagles oh. at the Pittsburgh Steelers interstate rival. Steelers are seven and a half point favorites here. Oh, Seems seven and high. a half now, man. Seven and a half seven on DraftKings. It went up. Seven um, and a half on DraftKings. I shouldn't snarl. My birds did kind of get, they got back in the wind column last week. It was not pretty by any means. It was kind of a gross game. Um, certainly not appealing. I, don't, I feel like to the national audiences compared to some of these other games earlier in the year. Um, but they did get a win. I think the confidence is is growing. They're, you know, Wentz is starting to come out of it a little bit. Uh, it's a tough game to pick for them to win because Pittsburgh's defense is so good and they're still so banged up on offense. The Eagles, um, maybe Deshaun Jackson plays, but even if he does, I mean, he hasn't been that good and he's still banged up. So I, I don't know. Um, but I do think the Eagles' defense will keep it close. I think the D line is is really playing as good as anyone in the league right now. Um, they'll get to Big Ben. They'll make them uncomfortable. The Steelers, and I mean, obviously they're three and zero, and they're good. I think certainly, but they haven't played anyone, and they really haven't looked all that spectacular in beating you know the bad teams that they played, um, the Giants, the Broncos with Jeff Driscoll, and then you know Houston, who's a dumpster fire right now. So, um, so I think the Eagles do cover that seven and a half. I'm, I'm not going to pick up the win. Um, I think it's too hard, you know, to to do that back to back weeks on the road like that. But um, I, I think they cover that seven and a half. Yeah, so I actually originally had Pittsburgh, but seven and a half is is high. I think I'm going to go with Philly. Um, I, and like you said, I think it's the exactly a touchdown that they lose by. Like 28-21 seems like an accurate score for this game, or 28-20, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll take Philly to cover. Not confidently, but I think yeah. possibly a backdoor cover um, is looming. So I'll take Philly. Um, Dom took Pittsburgh to cover the seven and a half. Um, yeah. out on an island here this week, hating on Philly, hating <laughs> on Philly. All right, I'm gonna roll down to Indianapolis against Cleveland, a game we discussed <laughs> very much so in this podcast so far. Um, Indianapolis is a two point favorite. Um, I actually am gonna go with the Colts this week, I think the Browns certainly are improved. Um, I think they could be a playoff team. The offense is really dynamic, even without Chubb, you know, for the foreseeable future, they got a lot of weapons there still, but um, I think the Colts are a little, they're a little tougher, uh, a little more physical. Um, and I've also, I mean, they're three and one, but they've really yet to, to bust out and play a great game yet, especially, especially on offense um, outside of that one game against the Jets, but you know, sorry. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Colts. Okay. Uh, before I some breaking news, uh, Broncos Pats moving to Monday night. Oh, Football. another Monday doubleheader. I love it. Uh, Bills Titans moving to six p.m. Oh, on Tuesday. I just saw that. Yeah. And Tuesday Chiefs, night football. <laughs> yeah, and Chiefs Bills moving to weeks. Oh, that's week six. Moving to to eighteenth of October. Um, that doesn't affect me currently, but um. This week, yeah. So no Bills Titans Sunday Classic slate. Heard here first. Um, all right, yeah. My pick. Going back to picks, I'm gonna take Indy as well. Uh, I like their defense. Um, 
not going to let up the points like, uh, you know, Dallas did. Um, but should be a good football game, I think. And yeah. Dom is also going to roll with Indy. All right, moving on to Kirk Cousins versus Russell Wilson, Minnesota versus Seattle. Seattle's home, and they are seven-point favorites. You know, actually, I'm going to go with the Vikings here on the plus seven with the points. I don't think the Vikings are good, but they're not as bad as they played the first couple weeks. You know, kind of gave out, came out of it last week with a win against Houston. Um, and Seattle, while certainly is good, they will, you know, kind of flirt with, you know, the, the spread and the cover every week there. You know, they're not – their defense isn't good. Um, they're banged up. So I, I think that'll be a close game. I'll take the Seahawks probably to win, but I think the Vikings cover. I'm going to take the Seahawks. I think Russell Wilson goes bonkers this week. Um, had, had some of a down week last week. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, 22 fantasy points a down week. But, yeah, no, I think he goes off against against Minnesota. Um, and for a captain's boat on the, on that night, I love Justin Jefferson for Minnesota. He should, yeah. he should, be go, he should go off. I love that too. You should go off this week. Um, 100 like plus slug. yards past two weeks. So the rookie from LSU. Um, Dom picked Seattle as well, uh, even though he hates them. Surprise, yeah. surprise. <laughs> if, he, if, he, if he didn't have to pick them, I don't think he would. Yeah, right. uh, I feel like he needs to. <laughs> so, all right. And then moving on to Monday night, we got the Chadges going to New Orleans. New Orleans is a seven and a half point favor here against the Chargers. Um, I am. I'm going to go with the Saints here. I think the Chargers have been pretty frisky. I actually do like the way Herbert's looked much better than I thought he would be. Um, but I think the Saints, you know, they kind of found their footing last week. Blew out the Lions. Um, well, I guess that game got kind of close late, but that wasn't really that close. Um, Thomas should be back. You know, they're back home in prime time. They lost the last time against Green Bay in that situation. I think they'll avenge themselves for that. So uh, I'll, I'll go with the Saints to cover this one. I'm going to go with the Chargers to cover. Um, I like Justin Herbert, man. I do, too. Good. I do, too. There's a nice love deep me ball. Some Justin Herbert. Yep, that was a good deep ball. Um, Saints are not good in the secondary, really. Um, That's true. You know, so – I do think Michael Thomas coming back for the Saints might change my mind when I'm actually betting. Um, but for competing with you two, I'm, I'm going to pick the Charters to be different. Um, so I think they have a shot. I have, they, they have a shot to keep it a, to a close game or a backdoor cover. So that's kind of where my head's at. Um, yeah, and Dom also picked the Saints. So, um, yeah, that wraps up. Picks against the spread. Um, Want to remind you to visit us at jokermag.com the home of the underdog follow our podcast on twitter at plays sneaky um subscribe on apple Podcasts. uh we're also on anchor and stitcher um i don't know who listens to stitcher stuff but go for it if you have one um and uh yeah week five um no it's kind of moving already it's moving a little bit you know, things are changing around with games. You got Tuesday night football coming up. Um, yeah, things things can get wild. And uh, I think week five is going to be a wild week. I think a bunch of points are going to get scored, man. Yeah, I do too. I mean, God, the, the points, you know, galore right now. I think the, uh, you know, before the Monday night game, the, the Packers-Falcons uh, game this past Monday, the, the league had already set a record for most points scored through four weeks of the season. Um I got to think that no fans actually that that is where that comes into play a little bit. And, you know, just with, you know, the weird off season and everything defense is being behind 
And, um, you know, some of these teams that are going into like, you know, hostile road places like the Packers, I know they have a great offense, but I don't, I feel like they probably wouldn't be dropping 40 and like 37, 38 points in places like Minnesota and New Orleans if there were fans mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, um, that definitely inflates it a little bit, but it's been fun to watch. So I'm not complaining. Yeah. Nope. Not complaining from a, a viewership standpoint. All right. So that concludes week five Sneaky Plays podcast. Um, yeah. We'll see you next week. Go Jets. Go Birds. <laughs>